Folks, you know I always have the heavy hitters coming on a No Picture Dark podcast. And this guest is a heavy hitter in the Baltimore, Maryland scene. He's a heavy hitter all across the U.S. What I mean, he's everywhere. And to get him on in here in No Picture Dark podcast is a blessing. Because I'm telling you, this guy is busy. When I hit him up, he was in different countries. I'm like, man, we got to figure this out. Let's make it happen. Um, he does so many great things for the community. And he also has one of the best restaurants in Baltimore City. After these messages, you'll hear from us. No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there's something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, online ordering, carryout, and they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Hartford Road. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m. Or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com and you too can be fueled by Zeke's. Are you or someone you love in need of mental health support? For All Seasons is now offering same-day therapy appointments with no wait list. Through the For All Seasons open access program, you can walk in for mental health services and begin therapy in the same visit. For All Seasons accepts all insurances and provides financial assistance if you need it. For therapy, psychiatry, or victim support, we have appointments available today. Call For All Seasons, 410-822-1018. Welcome to the No Picks of the Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. I told you folks, oh, this is going to be a great episode. This season, the last call, we're having all the heavy hitters on here. And one of the biggest, one of the, I mean, this guy is doing so many things. We've been trying to do this interview for the last year. And I finally have him sitting down in front of me. Mr. Carlo, Carlos Rava, what's going on, sir? How you doing, man? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Busy, like you say. You're a busy guy, Hustling, man. Trying to hustle, yeah. And you were the owner of one of the most popular spots, Clavel. Yes, sir. In so, the city. So I'm, yes, I'm a partner. Yes. I'm the chef there. Uh, yeah, a great spot. Yeah, working working a lot. I have the nonprofit Guardian. I have Nana coming up. So, yeah, man. Trying to stay busy. I love it, man. You've been doing so many great things. I love going to the restaurant. Um, I, if people don't know, when I did the Vice TV thing, I was like, they were like, you got to pick four restaurants to go to. What are the four? And I said, got to go to your restaurant. Got to go to yeah. Got to go there. Yeah. You had a good time too. <laughs> oh, we had a great time. You showed us how you made the, the tortilla. With Chris. Oh my yeah. goodness. And with the food was delicious. I was with Chris. I know, man. The food was delicious. We had a great, the margaritas. That's, that's what, that's one of the things I like, like going to a table. Like I, I rem- I don't remember a lot of stuff. Like I have like my short memory is not that good, but I do remember a lot of conversations with people. Like, and then it's one of the things that I enjoy with. I I loved it. I loved it, man. It's good. So it's tell good us chat. a little bit about you. Let's let's get let's get a little bit about you. So where are you from? Tell us like where you were born, where you raised. Well, uh, I was born in uh, Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom my mom is from uh, Sinaloa, the north of Mexico, but she moved to study in Mexico City. Uh, I moved to. The north when my dad uh, uh, got murdered uh, on a home invasion. And then my mom chose to move to Sinaloa where the family was. So from 3 to 15, 17, I moved between Culiacán and Mazatlán. Uh, and then I came to the States as a political refugee. 
with my mother. So a long story. She was a journalist, persecuted. Um, she never remarried, a fighter. Um, she had five sisters. So that's where like the whole food and stuff come from because my two of the sisters is five of them. My, my mom and four sisters. Um, one of the husbands uh, had a restaurant. So I used to get dropped off there and, and I saw my grandmother cooking and my aunt. So that's the whole food scenario. But yeah, I immigrated here on a, when I was 17 uh, to the Montgomery County area. So I went to Blair High School. Yeah, shout out to Blair. Um, and yeah, man, I hustled from there through, through the industry of food with Whole Foods about seven years and then Giant another like seven, eight. And then uh, adventure with, with Lane to to open a little green building that, that like nobody had faith on. And then uh, <coughs> we opened, I mean, uh, nine years almost ago. Really? Yeah, man. Eight years is going to be eight, nine. Yeah. So, yeah, I had my son, Lucas, and he was probably there like nine months, ten wow. months. Yeah, I don't know. We're like, quit everything. Lane was, yeah, let's open. Like, quit your job. We, we're going to crush it. I was like... Damn. So, yeah, I quit everything, move the family to the top and hustle. Wow. So, I mean, there's so many different angles we could talk and have the story <laughs> and the conversation. I guess one thing that really sticks out to me that you said was, you know, your family, your uncle had the, the restaurant and you, you had, your mom had four sisters. So everybody cooked. That's kind of like how I was raised. Like, not, but like it was like family. Everybody cooked. My uncles were the cooks of the family. Yeah, man. And my uncle could cook a meal at two o'clock in the morning with like four ingredients and just make it happen. And like, just like, you know, just make it happen to eat for like six of us. And he'd be like, all right, I'll need some chicken, some rice. I'll make my gravy. And he would just make a, like a meal. Is that something you like really just remember like growing up, like just how you make meals out of nothing or. Uh, I mean, I see meals as, as, as great memories because my family was a family that, very very weird very weird family because we were so close it was kind of weird because the sisters decided to buy five houses on a compound with a pool and i grew up with my cousins it was like 16 of us growing up my uncles used to have the restaurant and they used to come on friday <coughs> start like planning for saturday carne asada to watch julio cesar chavez fight on the 80s 90s mm-hmm. and they used to go saturday until sunday but mm. they used to do like start with a ceviche then do carne asada Quesadillas, uh, all the stuff, man. But I, I did that eight years, nine years of my life. My grandparents used to come. All my friends in in Culiacan used to join the privada, and it was amazing. Wow. So all that is like I related with with memories. I rem- I remember the food, mm. but it's like that's that's the beauty of food. That is like most of the time, probably my my dearest memories is with on a plate on a table. So so that's that's how I see it, and then. Through taste, I think that, that you see it like, oh, I remember this. And like you start saying, what do I taste? Okay. Boom. So, yeah, the dishes, I see them like that. And then time, evolution. Like, I think I have evolved as a, as a business owner, as a person, as a cook. But then it's just when you develop a little bit more of the taste. And, and like you, making a film. You're If you listen to your podcast from three years, you're oh. like, oh, man, what I was I doing. I don't even listen to it. I don't, I don't even listen to anything from... 100 below. I won't, I won't even listen to it. I, I, I refuse to listen to it. But they are so it. important because they're the roots, you know what I'm saying? But they are so different because you mature as a person right. and, on the task that you're making. So right. So it's like maturity, and, and I think it has it has gone a little bit. I've seen, and I think I could see it through Clavel, Clavel when like you see the menus and what I'm doing, 
and uh, and the way that I go now with the menu, uh, like keeping it simple, keeping it traditional, keeping it Mexican, keep it affordable too for people to come and enjoy it. So that's just, that's one of my my drives. Have people enjoying it, drinking, I love eating. It. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about Clavel in the second part. We'll talk. Yeah. We can't give everybody the first part. They yeah. got we got to listen to the next yeah. to the second part of it, but. We'll get to Clavel because we're definitely going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all the things you're, you're into. We're going to talk about the second part. But the other part is that when you moved here and how how hard was it for you to adjust to America when you got here? Oh, as a, as a teenager, it was hard for me right. because, I mean, I had two. I, I didn't have any issues, but I had two similar, two personalities or like two stuff that was unique that I was a white uh, Mexican. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the... I was an immigrant as well. So when I came to Blair, there was no Mexicans. No. And it was like, white people like, no, you're an immigrant. I like, and then there, that happens. Right. Okay. And then Central Americans didn't like as much Mexicans because they crossed Mexico and then some horrible stuff happened. So it's like, no, look at the Mexican. And I was like a skateboard kid. So mm. they were like, oh. So it was kind of hard, but I, I, I wrestled and I did sports. Uh, I've played football, a lot of football, mm-hmm. uh, because I play football in Mexico. I play football f- from my freshman to my senior in varsity. Mm. I came in, I started in varsity. I, I didn't even know how to talk. They used to play, put the plates in my arms. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And I wrestle and, and I focus. I used to go to school from, I don't know, eight, seven thirty to two. And then I used to work in subway across the street, making mm. sandwiches for three hours. And then I used to go back and train. And I did that for. For three years wow so yeah. is that something like just going through the process you get out of high school you work you say you work for whole foods for a little bit yeah work i work for, for nordstrom's i sold shoes in nordstrom's and i would have made a lot of money that's why i quit college yeah really like selling women's and kids shoes and it was like by it was by um by commission, commission okay. and it was me and my brother no kids it was just work a full time doing commission and and just hustle i mean I could sell shoes. So like, I will like, you will come with your kids and I will tell you, <laughs> man, there's some beautiful Hermes shoes there. They will look good on you. You want to see them? Yeah, bring them to me. So, so you, <laughs> they you, know to say so. You hustling though, but I mean, it's like you have a great back day hustling mentality. You yeah. knew how yeah. to make that sale. You, you have were, to be, I, I grew up, I grew up uh, very, very lucky. I had money. They had, well, I didn't have no money. Well, my family right. had their needs. They gave us everything we had. And, and and we didn't never need anything that we right. want, you know what I'm saying? So when I came here, I, I really want to s- still develop that and show my family that, that I can still do it by myself and not be dependent of nice. that. So, I mean, it came with a lot of struggles. I mean, there were days, a couple of days were homeless. I live in a shelter with my mom and my brother in Detroit. So there's a lot of, it's like a book that you go to like a climax and then a, a settlement and then you go to the end. I mean, I don't read a lot, but my mom was a writer and told me that. But uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, no, I love it. I everything love it. is like, it's roughing up. Like, and, and that's, I think, the, what has shaped me to. That, that's what I was going to ask you. Do work. you think all that from your past, from working at Nordstrom's, to quitting college, working at Whole Foods, giant, being homeless, not knowing where next meal could possibly be something to me, did that shape you of who you are right now, you think? Yeah, I think that, that there are goods and bads about it. You know what I'm saying? Not everything is positive. But yeah, it, it shaped me up. Jiu-Jitsu has helped me a lot, shaping up to my my the the way that I see stuff because I've been doing it like 16 years. Is the, is the stuff that, that so I do, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it helped me a lot. Age, okay, my family. I mean, Claudia, my kids. Uh, 
uh, and me getting older, I'm 40, man. I started with Clavel when I was 34, 30, wow. 33. Yeah, man, I was young. Wow. And, you were definitely young. And I'm still as passionate as I was when when, when I was 34. It's, it's different ways that, that passion comes and, and the way that, that you see and the way that you get invested into things. Okay, so folks, when we come back, we're going to talk about Clavel. We're going to talk about the nonprofit that he has with his wife. And we're all talking about how the impact he's making in the Baltimore, Maryland community. Right these messages, folks. When you give to United Way, your gift could be the first spark of something bigger. It can help someone find, interview for, and get hired for a job and provide follow-up services for success. It can break down educational barriers and give that extra help to a struggling student within school support programs. Give today. Spark something bigger. Hi, my name is Katherine Womack. I'm a former strategic intelligence officer with the U.S. Navy. I spent the last couple of years at U.S. Cybercom and transitioned from active duty after 15 years into small business ownership. I own and operate a digital marketing agency in the state of Maryland. So a lot of people approach me thinking that digital marketing is simply social media management or maybe doing Google ads or Facebook ads, things like that. But what digital marketing really is, is an umbrella term for a multitude of tactics to get small businesses found by the people who need them. I personally specialize in search engine optimization, website development with conversion architecture in mind. And what that really means is the people are going to your website and doing the thing you need them to do. And oftentimes it's requesting a quote, an appraisal, things like that. So there's definitely a psychology to website development and we lean really heavy into the psychology of sales to get people to do the things you need them to do. A lot of times as a business owner, you haven't had the time to think about what your needs really are, what your challenges truly are, the, the sources of those challenges. I can guarantee you in most cases, it's not simply that you need an ads campaign and that's where I can add value to your marketing strategy. folks uh we just heard the major story from mr carlos he just really broke some things down about him growing up and moving to the states and you know he was athletic sports guy you look at my name it's pretty cut right now <laughs> um you know God, i feel like i gotta go back to the gym looking at him right now <laughs> but just talking about this trial tribulations he's gone through as a, a youth and where he is now we talked a little bit about the, the famous restaurant they're gonna talk about it now because Less people are going to want to hear about you and about how this, how did this all happen with you and Lane? How did you guys meet? Like, tell us about how this transition, how you guys met and how the best top, the, the one of the best restaurants in the city was born. Well, uh, uh, I was working, uh, I was working in DC, um, okay. with giant foods. Okay. I was remodeling stores for them and I was doing no street and I wasn't, I wasn't too happy how stuff were going on that field. And, uh, and I had a cousin that had a, restaurant in New York and I was like man it'll be cool to open a, a restaurant in New York Cabe Hatkalaka Cabe is my my cousin mm -hmm. and he was pretty successful man with a little 10 seater uh, and I was like he's passionate so I was like I want to do something like that and then Lane came and like I have a building he's like I've been going to this building and sitting and trying to buy the, the building and this guy like doesn't want to sell it but I want to convince him and get ready because we're going to open a Mexican uh, it was going to be like a bar with a, with a taco yeah. Uh, place. I was like, okay. 
boom. And she was like, one day, hey, building, got it. When are you quitting your job? Come and talk to me. And I came, had a coffee, and then um, and then just quit my job and told my wife and my wife, yes, you're doing it. She was like, you have to do it. That like, you, you cook and how you do stuff, you'll be successful. I was like, okay, so we move. And then you have to just turn it. I mean, it's you drop everything. We move all the way here, had to sell cars, change the way that we spend because, you know what I'm saying, you open a restaurant. That's right. Like, um, so yeah, and then uh, Corky's became Clavel uh, with the hard work of like us. It was like Lane, Matthew, myself, and, and Lane's family, and and just going to work. The dad doing things. I'm doing things. My brother sometimes coming and help, and like and then hustle. People like the food, and little by little keep pushing it, and and evolution. Like I told you, Clavel has like probably three, four different stages. Because mm. everybody had one with COVID, you know what I'm saying? So right. like, everybody had like two transformations during COVID. You know what I'm mm. saying? All restaurants I see that they had the first transformation, there was a reaction <clears> and <throat> there was a plateau that like we got it, we can survive. And then it was like getting ready to open, open up again. to the new people and then new people because not everyone was the same. I mean, we right. all were impacted to some kind of way in, in COVID. So Everybody that works in restaurants has gone through that, and Clavel did it as well, too. You guys, I will say, you had the best. I don't know how long it took you to figure this out. You had the best takeout setup. Like the pull-up, you pulled up, you called or whatever it was, yeah. and they would bring the bag out to you, number 35. You, wouldn't have, you didn't have to get out your car. It's so it, funny. It, it, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, because... Uh, that was dope, I thought. It was It was funny because the, the way that uh, happens, and I want to tell you how this happened... Uh, the Clavel crew was in Oaxaca uh, with Lane, I think, mm-hmm. before COVID. Or they they came back, and she was about to come back. And I think in the fr- the Sunday, all the mess happened, and the Monday we started closing. And I just I was like, what are we gonna do? It was like, like I don't want to serve tacos because taco doesn't travel as well, and a taco is like a amount of money that is not enough to not have all the customers coming. So what am I going to do? And I f- swear in my life that I was never going to serve burritos and I would like them. So I got to portion it up one for like, make it bigger, 13, $14. And I would like, let's start like doing burritos and, and call it PC Corre, which is, uh, we used to have a market in Culiacan in the corner. It used to be called a stop and run. So you will come, <laughs> you will stop your car, go to the garage. You will tell the guy what to have, what do you want? And then you will tell them to have beer and they will put it on the cooler, put ice on it, and they will get you snacks and whatever you need. So, and then you will go. And I was like, one of the things that that night was like, we're going to call it PC Corre. It's like stop and run. Yeah. I mean, it was really efficient. Yeah. Like, what I mean, efficient, you, you would go pull your car up, open the trunk, open and the like, trunk. Yeah. They would pop the yeah. trunk, they would put it in and they keep on rolling. Like, it was like the first day it was crazy. It was like a line of like at the street that like crazy because it was, it was like the same stage that. Like as a business owner and all the restaurant tours, so there's like at the beginning, every all the support was huge, you know what I'm saying? Boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. And then it dropped because we didn't know how long this was going to be. So it was a lot. Of, and then the uh, stimulus checks came and boom, another high rise. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Stimulus checks. So it was just think about the, 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 the stress level for everybody, not only like for me, but everybody on the, on the business. It was like, okay, busy, 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 boom, dead again. And then busy, 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 then boom. I remember because I had is it was a really awkward time because I had reached out to Lane and I said, hey, I would love to have you on the show. And it was like right when COVID was like mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. And she was like, 
Aaron, I'm sorry. I can't, I got to figure out how I get my employees, yeah. <coughs> get them paid. And I was like, I respect that. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, I remember that, that was like her number of thing was like, Aaron, I need to get them paid. I need my employees to make sure I take care of them. Oh yeah. They, I mean, it was a, a huge uh, thing. It's like that. Everybody went out and went home with a pay. The people, the people that uh, went home, uh, they got, they got paid for, for a couple of weeks and that came out of the out of us and right. and it was just sitting down on the table and coming to to an agreement when it was like tough 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 days very right. tough days you know what I'm saying and then and, and yeah no and I and that's when all the the changes how we see labor and how we 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 pay people in Clavel and at night so it's like you guys weren't takeout originally were you no that's that's another thing you guys would no. never take out so yeah no we were not takeout uh, that came from After. the third building because he was. First, it was only Corky's and the, right. the garage, and then the third building. The third building. So I remember so. that. Yeah. So like, because I mean, right now, I mean, your business right now, how your takeout business is pretty big right now, probably, right? It. I mean, it's, it varies because you you want to have a balance. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to have the to go affect the experience of the person eating a meal and coming to experience the building. So Two different most, things. So my uh, so my, my focus is always for the person who comes and has the and has the seat down and, and see the place and have the drinks and and because I mean there goes there goes effort for everything. Everything the 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 in the decor, the the lane puts, everything on the food, on the mm. drinks that the team does. We put a thought into it, so it's not. A, it's a good experience. I I want people to come and enjoy the food and take it home, but mm. I really really want you to come in and enjoy this place because I'm trying to bring my love to my country and the memories that I have to you through the plate and then Lane her passion through mezcal and Mexican Ugh. Oaxaca through her drinks and her team so yes Lord let, so. Me, let, let me tell you everything he's saying right now my stomach's growling because <laughs> we went there <clears throat> for Vice TV we had I remember I remember this like like yesterday you had the ceviche that was some fresh shrimp I think was a shrimp that you had just gotten. No, no, it was the the shrimp. Yes, that I went to. It was so we Me get the shrimp. From I got Mexico, it from right? Maltata. I yes. got it from Maltata, Sinaloa, which is in. Where and I'm it from. was rockfish also. It's yeah, it's our chile rojo, which is delicious. Let, let me tell y'all something. I'll pay a hundred dollars for that thing. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna say a lot anybody. That's a ceviche. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, that's I, one of I would favorites. bathe in that. that, that that's became, how good that. That thing became is. a classic. But there were so many things that, that like that. That came as the evolution that I, from like the family food to me started evolving as a, as a cook, chef, as mm -hmm. a person to doing dishes like that or dishes like I have now the one with camote and sweet potato that I nixtamalize the sweet potato. Mm. So you know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a lot of process and it's sometimes it's very frustrating and then sometimes it's rewarding too when people like the food. Uh, like, I mean, I, I like when you guys had the crackling, the pork skins and the tacos. Yeah, and it's exciting. That, brought, that brought me back from south, yeah. my southern roots. Yeah. There's nothing like a, having pot, like just eating the, the taco and having the, the pork skins and a little in there. Yeah. And, and, and it fires me up because like you're, like you're talking about food. You know what I'm saying? Something that I enjoyed when I was little, it was like my mom used to uh, write a whole, when you open the section, the middle section of the newspaper, it was mm -hmm. my mother, the whole thing. Mm. And she used to type it Friday and Saturday and drop it off Saturday to be publicized on Sunday mm. without being edited. So she will go, boom. She used to be such a good writer, wow. drop it off. So she used to work late night. She used to drop it off with her grandmother. And wow. I, like taquerias, 
but like a street taquerias, mm. like carne asada, like tr oh. trompo, stuff like that. And right now I have a, like this hunger of, 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 of like creativity and I'm doing Nana, the project on Thousand. Okay. So it's like, it's amazing. I heard, like, I heard, we'll talk about, let's talk about it. Is the evolution of like how you see yourself and like how you evolve into, into what you want to see. Like right now, I want to create a place that like you sit down, you have a taco and then you go. Like I used to go with my grandmother, sit down, like we want to wait for your mom. I don't want to cook dinner. We're going to go walk two blocks, have a taco and come back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that neighborhood is like the perfect for that. It's college, right? College. No, no, but it's also two in a little, I live, uh, I live around there. Mm -hmm. And then it's like a pocket of a city. You know what I'm saying? That is pretty cool. There are a lot of people are walking and stuff like that. And, and people are like, are they excited? Because there used to be restaurants there and they mm. close them. So like I used to work with my mom and have a sandwich there. And Aww. it's so excited that you're going to make like Mexican food. I want to do rotisserie chickens and stuff like that. So it's is that going to be on York Road? 6901 York. So it's like the old school building. Ah, okay. So, so it's also too, it's how the responsibilities as I evolve too. What I take, like the restaurant with, with Clavel and, and what the building was very different with like um, building from the 1920s and trying to bring it back to its beauty. Like mm -hmm. it didn't have no windows, it didn't have anything. Wow. So I redid the whole inside to a beautiful taqueria yeah that I, yeah that I, that I that i enjoy you know what i'm saying it brings me memory of my aunts too because i did it with colors of like culiacan and mazatlan so yeah very excited about that but it, it goes into the same conversation they were having like evolution like i never saw myself like expressing myself as i express myself not only through the through the restaurant and jiu-jitsu but also through like feeding people and seeing people enjoy my food and let's talk about the non-profit talk about how they all started talk about oh it. that is that just let's talk about it um because I, I think i want to bring your wife in for that one i want to i want to interview yeah, her for that please. one but give us give a give a little sneak so we'll bring her in for the whole so story i've been i've been training jiu-jitsu 16 years i'm a first degree black belt on the recente junior and um I did Jiu-Jitsu in Yamasaki Academy, uh, which is in Rockville, and I have a really good friend, Ben Kovacs. Okay. Um, ben Kovacs believes that uh, every child should have the right to do a martial art, mm. okay? And it's Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, why? Because the the change that us to us that we do Jiu-Jitsu for many years and to the community that we have in Jiu-Jitsu. Mm -hmm. um, with Guardian, it's an organic relationship because we don't... You, the kids, they don't pay anything. We give them their geese. We also feed them burritos from Clavel when they do when they doing good stuff. Um, so, it's uh, they interested about jujitsu. Adults are interested. They don't have to commingle, but they see each other coming in and out. Hey, how you doing? They see them growing. I have kids that they've been there for three, four years, and it's it's sometimes very good seeing them grow and having jujitsu and being able to have a safe environment for them when. There's not a lot of places in the city that provides it. So it's very important us as a community just to not only take, but also give and trying to have the evolution of my restaurant. Now, all the community has to evolve with me. And I think I'm trying to implement that with a with a nonprofit. It's been up in three years and we've seen over 200 kids. We mm. have 65 kids right now. Um, and it's amazing if... Jiu-Jitsu impact me the way that I am and impact the friends that I have. Uh, and I can impact a kid since the age of six, be it, man. And, and that's what empower. Sometimes it's harder because you see that there is not a 
a good way out from some of the kids for through the system of the city. And even if you help them a lot, it's, it's a chance that, that they will fail. But also, I'm creating a community where one of those kids can meet a person that is interested and say, you know what, let me teach you. Okay. Let me be your mentor. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what? Uh, I've been seeing you here for years. Now we have an organic relationship with you. You're really good at jujitsu. I can roll with you. I have fun with you. They're like, hey, man, what are you interested in? Oh, video. Man, I'm, you've trained with the best lawyers. You've trained with special forces. You've trained with teachers. you trained with professors from Hopkins. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The network is amazing. Yes. So you can create a network for the child. Uh, that you never know who's going to be helping him. I love I love everything about that. And then what I would like to do is actually set up, bring the cameras to this to this yeah, studio, man, just, you'll and, see. and we'll sit there and just and you talk. see the kids go at it, man. We we'll love we we'll love to do that. Let's, we should we should yeah. do that. We're gonna do that. It's a sport that puts you in positions that no other sport puts you because somebody's trying to choke you, uh, somebody's trying to break your arm. So the way that they react and the way the brain works and the dopamines and whatever you put in the brain that helps you make the decisions, they develop it and they help them make better decisions i think and i love that that's what it did to me we're gonna to have to get you we want to get your wife with audio on we're gonna get yeah. on and talk about yeah it. I man love, yeah love we'll have locura uh locura i mean we have great teachers locura todd he's one he's one great guy that cares about kids i brought him from rockville he's been teaching kids for about 12 years okay very passionate so it's a it's a really it's a very different community from Clavel, but it's as strong as the community of Clavel. So, I love so that. it's so it's pretty pretty self rewarding when you see that. So you you have my word. We will record there starting in two thousand twenty four. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. be there. You'll be welcome to we'll, come we in there. We will do man. it. Yeah. I, I we told also you. doing yoga. Uh, so we do a seventy thirty with 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 yoga instructors because they w9 so -hmm. they donate 30 percent of their of their classes and what they make and then they get paid by us 70 70 of it so it's a win-win because they also help in the community with their own work so we have justin temple uh, upstairs so great people love i love you i love that you're giving back and i love it gives your kids options to learn something new Something to be a part of a family, yeah, a community, and I love hearing that about that. It's important. Yeah. You have so many things. So, <laughs> when's the restaurant in Towson going to open? Looking, I mean, looking with delays of the historic building, BG, and 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 other malfunctions. Uh, probably in a couple of months, I'm looking for two, three months. Hopefully, by the end of the year, we we open. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna be doing pop-ups because I'm starting doing the the menu so you're gonna see me in union uh i'm gonna do some true uh desserts with the charmery uh in the neighborhood so to give them a little taste and start getting my hands into it and and get ready and excited Ooh, i love pop-ups yeah. let, let us know maybe we can coordinate we'll coordinate the, this episode with a pop-up maybe yeah man let's do sure. something like that and i definitely yeah. love what you do love thank everything you. thank you for your time yeah for coming to hanging out yeah man and where can people find you on the world wide web or yeah i mean i have my instagram yo soy bebeto uh, okay. Carlos Rava. uh also i mean um, i'm always around uh come to clavel i'll be there come to guardian uh help guardian help the program guardian uh, baltimore.org okay. uh 501 c3 and uh in york and uh, 6901 in Nana is going to be amazing for that neighborhood in the city too in Towson. So. I love it. So you can't, I'm not letting you off the hook yet because we have a speed round. <laughs> we do a speed round, all right? Yeah. Ice cream or snowballs? Ice cream. What's your favorite flavor? Strawberry. Strawberry, okay, all right. Yeah. Do hot dogs have ketchup or mustard? Uh, 
Man, you're gonna put me on the spot. I gotta put you on the spot. I gotta say none. None. You straight up hot dog. No, I put uh, I put uh, put it my way. I'm gonna sell hot dogs in Nana. It's gonna be doggos. They're gonna be rubbing bacon. They're gonna have oh. uh, uh, guacamoles, cream on it. They're gonna have some tomatoes, some onions. So, yeah, I go I go like Sinaloa style. Okay, doggo, man. I'm sold right now. I mean, I might just forget about that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So okay, how about this? I'll make sure you get one. Yeah. Please, chicken wings. Uh, flats or drums? Oh, I love pulling the flats the correct yeah. way and it comes and it's a beautiful pool. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, flats. Blue cheese or ranch? Blue cheese. All right. I like, I like the crumbles. I like blue oh, cheese crumbles. Martini with blue cheese olives. Oh, yeah. Oh, prime right. rave. Oh, so oh, I'll sit down and have one. Now you got me hungry. All right. <laughs> crab cake or crabs? Crab cakes or crabs? Crabs. 100%. I, it's like the whole joint table with your family. Now this is gonna be a hard one. I know you're gonna. This is gonna be. This is gonna be controversial. You'll probably pass the answer. What is your top three items you would say you sell at the restaurant right now? Top three items that, that people will, just love when they the they tacos, just, tacos, yeah. the flame. What is the flaming? The I flaming? mean, I will say. I mean, you see, yeah, but the tacos are the, the composition of the of the meats and the veggies and the tortilla. Okay, you know what I'm saying as, as a whole. Uh, chile verde. I mean, it's my favorite. I was mm. going to eat one by myself, and the big torta, man, it's just What's the way. That? A torta is the, the sandwich, the Mexican oh, yeah, sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So underrated. My wife kills for it. She, I think, she will sell one of my kids. Like if the if the I've Holocaust never had comes, it though. Like, I've never had it though. Yeah, like if something comes the real bad, she will sell one of my kids and like, hey, I want a torta. And like, I'm gonna have to get it now. Yeah, man, get cochinita torta. Oof. Oh, the best. I might, I might, I might have to go today. I might, yeah. I might slide <laughs> by today. But no, thank you so much for your time to hang out, and really appreciate you coming on the show. And we're definitely gonna do something at the, <clears throat> at, the at the Gardens and hang yeah, out man. and go do, and just do a live show there, talking with people and whatnot. I think it's really cool. It's just really good advice so people can understand what you guys have going on. So we yeah, really truly appreciate you. what you're doing for the community, and we're very happy that you're over in a new spot also. And is sharing your culture and your flavor and your food. We really appreciate that. Thank you for allowing me. Thank you to the people that come and support. All right, folks. Love, peace. We're out.